Welcome to Is It My Time? This is for the person asking, is it too late to make a difference? Too late to make a change? Up to this point, a major part of your identity has been as John's wife, or Sarah's mom, or even that go-to person at work, the one you can get a job or a task to and they'll get it done, in the job description or not. But something's happened and there is now some time or space in your daily life. Time that allows you to hear that voice you've kept quiet, staying busy with everyone and everything else. The voice is asking, is this all there is? Is it too late to do something else? Be something else? Is there more to me or this life? We will answer those questions and more, but first we have to build a firm foundation. That is necessary to support anything you wish to build or establish. The most solid foundation out there is one built on truth, God's truth. He created you, He gifted you, and He has plans for you. Absorbing God's word and love for you will help establish that solid foundation. Grounding yourself in your identity in Christ will make you formidable and capable of achieving anything. Hello and welcome back. I hope your search for a personal Bible is going well. I also hope you're finding scriptures that are telling you exactly how God feels about you. It's so important to get those words inside you, in your head, to replace the negative things you may tell yourself. And for those that prefer to listen, have you found an app yet that you like? Are you having it read the scriptures to you? I'd really love to know what you found. And if you could share it in a review on this episode, that'd be great. Uh, you could in turn be helping someone else who might not have found uh, the exact thing yet they need to find. Before we go any further, I'd like to define a couple of things so that we can all be on the same page. Have you heard of the word truism or cliche? I looked up the definition because I wanted us to have the same one. And <clears throat> this one is the very definition of cliche, a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays lack of original thought. Ouch. It means you should rarely, if ever, use them in your writing. And yet, they become cliches for a reason. Good thing I'm not writing, right? If I go there, it will be because I think it's the fastest or easiest way to provide an example and know we are all on the same page, that we're all talking about the same thing. The next term I'd like to define is self-aware or self-awareness. The definition is the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. The other one I'd like to define is self-absorbed. That one's preoccupied with one's own feelings, interests, or situation. The example they provided was they are too self-absorbed to listen carefully to others. Now there's a reason I want us to know these terms. And there was a reason that I titled this episode, Self-Aware is Not Self-Absorbed. Many times you're going to hear uh, when you go to church or if you're talking to other faith-minded individuals, uh, the subject of being humble, that you should be humble and not think of yourself. You should think of others more than yourself, which for the most part, that is true. However, you've also heard of the quote, those who don't know their own history are doomed to repeat it. That's true. Anytime you want to do something different, change your focus, go a different direction, you have to understand where you've come from to know what to do differently to make the future look different. When I started this journey, I knew I wanted to be different. I had to think different. I had to walk different. I had to talk different. I had to just be 
not completely opposite of what I had been in the past because not everything was bad. But I had to change my focus. I had to change the foundation on which I was basing all my decisions for the future. Using the worldly values and systems hadn't gotten me very far as far as life satisfaction, as far as feeling whole, like there wasn't a part of me missing. I also needed to change my inner monologue, that voice that talks to you all the time, the one that's uh, judging you worse than your friends judge you. Um, yeah, that tape that constantly goes off in your brain telling you you should have done something differently, could have done something differently, could have done better, should have done better. Man, you really blew it. Whatever the voice tells you, the way you speak to yourself nine times out of ten is a lot worse than you would ever speak to a friend. And that's another way to think about it. If it's something that you wouldn't say to a friend, don't say it to yourself. So back to our journey of finding God's truth to build our firm foundation and boost our confidence with the unconditional love and support of our Creator. I want to assure you that time spent finding that truth for yourself is just as valuable as the time and energy you invested in others. Did you know you could take your thoughts captive? And it's biblical. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Paul tells us, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what I'm proposing you do there, the next time that inner monologue is going or that inner voice is talking down to you or berating yourself for a mistake, I want you to say, Stop. You don't necessarily have to say it out loud, but just say stop in your head. When you've stopped that train of thought, I want you to reach to one of those scriptures that you've written down or taken notes on about how God feels about you and pick the appropriate one that replaces that thought that you were using to berate yourself. If you're busy telling yourself that you can't do this, you don't know what you were thinking, you don't know why you ever thought you could accomplish something like this, Use the scripture Paul gave the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. If you're busy questioning your worth or you've somehow convinced yourself you're not worthy to have what it is you're working for, then look to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love or also from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 11 and 12 in him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory in those two verses alone you were created chosen and loved by the creator of the universe. And personally, I think his opinion of me carries way more weight than my opinion of myself. Somewhere along the way in this journey, I had to come to that decision. Um, if I looked at my um, choices of the past, I could look at those and say, those were not choices he would have made for me. Those are not the plans he made for me because they weren't... Um, good choices. They weren't healthy choices. 
If they had been, I wouldn't have been racked with guilt and shame after some of the things that I had pulled. As my father who loves and cares for me, he wants things that build me up, not tear me down. And I can truly say at this point, even though he knows everything about me that he does, he still loves me and wants the best for me. And if he can do that, then I can hop on board and do the same. Over the last few months, I've come to the realization that I don't hate myself anymore. And that's been a long time coming, 13 years. And you may say, that's a long time, Cindy. That's a long time to uh, take to learn those lessons. But if you look at it, I spent over three decades hating myself. And maybe it wasn't always hate, but an extreme dislike for sure and for the choices that I was making. So if you do the math, and I'm not a math girl, it's about one-third of the time to learn my lesson and learn to like myself than all the time that I spent disliking myself. The other thing that I can assure you of is the sooner you believe what he has to say about you and how he feels about you versus what you say and feel about yourself, the sooner you'll be able to put focus on others, on the projects you've been wanting to do, those dreams, the wishes, the things that you've been keeping buried way down because you didn't think that you were worthy to have that come true for you. But maybe you're saying to yourself, a poor self-image is not my deal. I like myself just fine. My friends and family love me. I've had success. But something is still missing, and you're not sure what that something is. I still encourage you to look to Scripture. Look at new definitions for success. Look at new ways of defining the situations that you live in by biblical standards and see if there's some type of change that could be made there. There's one thing I truly believe. There's always room for improvement. And improving in my walk of faith, that's going to have effect across all aspects of my life. I'd like to close today with Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, because it can apply to you and me as well. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That, my friends, is a powerful prayer and everything that I wish for you. Until next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next time, we'll check in and see what progress we've made. I'll share a few of my favorite scriptures, and I'd love to share any you found helpful. You can share those in a review of this podcast or over in my podcast community on Facebook. I'll drop a link in the show notes. I'll read some of those reviews or posts and share about the scriptures you've written about. Until next time, happy reading.